Roger Green, host of the Surfing the National Tsunami podcast. Today, we are offering four conversations from episode 39. Our discussion with Mazen Nordin about his recently published paper discussing the new massive blood-based non-invasive test for fibrosis and fatty liver disease. The first test to take advantage of metabolomics in a potentially commercial setting. The Q&A continues in conversation three. Louise Campbell begins by asking Mazen Nordin about whether and how the test might be used in pediatric and adult populations that are, as she puts it, an increasing concern due to early onset diabetes and obesity. This leads Mossman to invite pediatric researchers to explore that issue. He goes on to discuss his enthusiasm with the test in general and implores other researchers to continue validating it in different populations. Louise asks Mazin about the test's use in the newly characterized MET-ALD population, which leads Mazin to discuss the ways that MET-ALD population results are similar to and different than the conventional NASH-characterized groups. Louise, Nordschottenberg, and I then shift slightly to discuss the issues and challenges around evaluating MET-ALD, and we agree that, as previously stated on this podcast, the presence of the MET-ALD group and its definition is one of the clear benefits of the new nomenclature. MITs, particularly blood-based MITs, are an important area for academic and commercial development. This conversation introduces an exciting new blood-based NIT that brings metabolomics into the discussion for the first time, and it provides an enticing glimpse of what our future might hold. So sit back, listen, learn, enjoy, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn discussion group. Louise Campbell. Pediatric cohorts, are you going to be rolling this out to pediatrics and adolescents? Because, of course, this is our rising concern at the rate of childhood obesity and the early onset diabetes in these populations. Are you looking to roll this out? Because that could be a massive alteration. Mazen Nuruddin. Correct. Massive will be massive there. So I then let me make the call on this podcast. If And I'm, I'm guilty that as an adult hepatologist, I, I don't have an access or sometimes I don't think about the younger population, which is a mistake on my side. So if anyone wants to test this massive test in the adolescents or pediatric, I think that will be huge and we're happy to look at it. Roger Green. I love the idea that the test is called massive because some of the things you're talking about actually are quite massive. I'm just talking about homonyms and only in English, but uh, but that, that works. So what next that you haven't mentioned yet? What further evaluation do you think you need to do or do you plan to do next here to figure out how broadly and applicable this will be and and what kind of time frame to the degree you can estimate a time frame on this stuff? Yeah, I, I think, again, um, when I write papers, um, if you write with me, it's quite painful because I, I double check a lot of things a million times and... I'm, I'm very cautious. So I would love to see the validation in this in other courts. Although, as I said, this is like multi-center international cohort. So I would love big consortia to come and confirm uh, these findings from multiple international experts. And I say that in general, I, I feel like in the field of NITs, if I come up with a score, like I'll give you an example from my personal experience, the mass score with MRIs. I, I really enjoy when I see other people trying to, or I really, I'm really happy when other people try to validate these scores. Laurent Costera presented data from his cohort on FAST versus other tests. So these kind of works need, need to be done in, in this next step. Um, I'm, I'm surprised, although like the, the process of this has been ongoing for years, I'll say more than a decade for, of these metabolomic work and different cohort that they led to multiple tests of this. But I'm surprised how fast the company is taking it to the market, especially in the US. Of note, the 
metabolomics test that the Spanish company has is actually part of the algorithm in the Spanish guidelines. And now they're going to, and it's commercial available there, and they're going to translate that into here. So I would love to see how it, it performs in GI and HEP hands. Why are we keep confirming with other cohorts and look at the treatment response as well as outcomes? I think this is the big picture of the test, but I'm happy to take any suggestions, collaborations from others and keep going with the test as far as we can go. If it proves to be a good test, uh, let it be. Hopefully we'll replace liver biopsy and not needing too many things uh, to help our patients. And if it doesn't, hopefully another test will do so. But so far it looks great to us. How would you adapt it for MET ALD? If you were to look at that, what would you suspect you would have to add? Because now we've obviously had the nomenclature and we have changed. And and in fact, I've used it recently in discussing with patients with alcohol is that I now have a category I can talk to them that could be from the nomenclature, which we didn't have before, which was quite nice. And they responded to that really well. So if you were to think about how you would adapt it in the different areas, what would you think you would need to add? That's a great question, Louise. Indeed, like we are about to submit a paper tonight or a research letter on MET-ALD versus MASLD. And our first observation from the NHANES cohort that the prevalence of MET-LAD, that specific group, is not that high as you would think. Meaning like people that they drink on the borderline are not as prevalent. Either they uh, don't drink and they're MASLD or they drink more than the amount and they classified as ALD. What also came to our surprise in that paper that you would think that MET-LAD will have more stiffness on fibro scan and more fibrosis eventually, right? Uh, but what we found from the NHANES data that this MET-LAD group, they had a similar prevalence of advanced fibrosis and cirrhosis compared to MASL. So here you're like, oh, that is, is that plausible? It could be. Uh, why it's plausible is because one, it could be that the amount that we said, well, you cannot drink to that amount, it, it was made 20, 30 years ago. Maybe that extra amount is still okay. On the other hand, also you can argue that there are data showing that moderate alcohol consumption, especially red wine, is probably not too harmful or protective. So we need way more there and including testing such a test uh, in such a cohort. I don't know how it will perform. The nice thing that metabolomic could be similar between some alcohol or alcohol and mazolt. So we need to test in that group and see how it looks like. But you bring in a very important point, which is the following. What we, we say in this paper, maybe we're with disadvantage that group of clinical trials of mazolt for no reason. Maybe they should be included or should be tested for mazolt related drugs. Change is difficult and people are looking into, some people are looking into the nomenclature as difficult change, which I understand. But at the same time, I can see how it could solve. Pro- as I mentioned before, I, I voted to keep it as NAVL, but yet I'm excited uh, after I accepted the voting process that Mazel then hopefully will let many people to maybe come together, maybe come together, explain it to the patients better and open this. Co- my most excitement is actually this group met ALD that opened another group of patients that they can benefit from multiple things and another area of research. It also doesn't stigmatize so much I suppose in that because you've got alcohol and it's allowable as part of that process and therefore it's something that people respond to to change slightly and they can see that they can make a change that's this ability now to say well there's now a classification for 
it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's one or the other. It could be assessed. You need more cardiac assessment. You need various bits and pieces to be more thorough. I've certainly seen people respond to that so far. Jörn Schattenberg. Yeah, we're, leave, we're leaving the uh, discussion of the MESF a little bit, but I like it because I agree with you that there's a lot of excitement about the new categories. Lipidomics should react a little bit different to alcohol is my understanding. So uh, might be a different pattern. The second thing, if we now dive into the MET-ALD categories, I think we have to consider that in the past, we're trained to think in two boxes, right? NAFLD, ALD. So now we're trying to break this down into a little bit of in-between, which in retrospect is probably challenging. I think we need strong cohorts setting them up uh, prospectively and define uh, the amounts according to the accepted cutoffs. I agree. And the challenges with the prospective cohort, if they will change their behavior once you roll them. But the bottom line is, is there a gray zone? I think there is a gray zone. We all know. I mean, Roger is probably... Hey, I live in the gray zone. <laughs> except that I'm not obese <laughs> enough. Just kidding, Roger. He's been on all and of my, it. my liver is clean. So, so I, in fact, I am met, but not SLD. It's all right. I drink a little, I eat a little, but my liver is clean. So it's good. I get a test every time just, I go to a meeting. I'm just trying I'm to awake. wake you up. I'm, I'm awake. Just, I just figured these guys are a much better place to do this than I am. So, in all seriousness, I'm awesome. yeah, You must have brought that joke in a different meeting, uh, uh, Mazen. I think you're prepared for that one. Anyways, um, yeah. You know, that's how you know your friends are. They're the ones who pick on you first. It's a good thing. I kind of like it. But no, I mean, you know, I've serious... attacked everyone on this program, so I have to be careful in the future. <laughs> yeah, although, Mazen, the truth is, um, you know, Matt Damon aside, um, the. the, the the, the, the comment we've made about nomenclature since the beginning is that the first one of the things we all liked about it was the idea of MET-ALD and the idea that you were taking that there, there's this high artificial wall and we're not going to tear the wall down and figure out what it looks like. So that's, I think, really exciting. To Jaren's point about the lipidomics and yours, it also makes it more complicated, right? So you guys just gave us like five, six projects to work on, which is exciting. This is like really what you wake up for and try to contribute to and work with others and solve patients' problems. And now back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded the conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next week with coverage of Paris Nash later in the week, quite possibly a preview on Wednesday. Jorn Schottenberg and I will be together in Paris with a cast of friends and colleagues. Louise will be in Australia. Until then, stay safe, surf on. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, enjoy this last long weekend of summer, and we'll see you next week.